You are listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. Snow Days, Part 1 By X-Filer NJ on AO3 Rating, Teen and Up Christmas Eve, Scully's Apartment, Evening The apartment was dark and quiet. A Christmas tree stood in the corner with small lights that twinkled softly and fire popped and crackled in the fireplace. Lindy warmth against the December cold. Scully stretched and sighed and relaxed against Mulder's chest. His arms wound around her waist and his legs extended out from beneath her. Hmm, this is nice, Mulder. Quiet and peaceful. I'm glad we decided to stay here instead of going to Mom's for the night. Yeah, me too. I hope your mom wasn't too disappointed. I know she would have liked to have you there. She understood Mulder, but she does expect us there in the morning by seven for breakfast. Mulder groaned, nuzzled her ear, and squeezed her tighter. Scully chuckled and rubbed his arms. Mulder, it's not that bad. Maybe not for you. You're not the one Bill hates. I just don't want to run it for your mom. I know how hard she tries to get all the family together during the holidays. Maybe I should just stay here and let your family enjoy at least one day apiece without me there to cause a scene. You know Bill will. No. If you don't go, then I don't go. Scully turned, looked up, and placed her hand on his cheek. You are my family, too, and I will not let Bill run it for us. This is our first Christmas together as a couple, and I want to spend it with you. I don't care if it's at Mom's or here, as long as we're together. He pressed his cheek into her palm and closed his eyes. Scully, I just don't want to be a burden. He opened his eyes when she interrupted. You are not a burden. If Bill does not like the fact that we're together, then that's his problem. I want you there with me. And mom wants you there too. Mom thinks of you as one of her own. If you don't show up, she'll come after you. There'll be no place to hide where she can't find you. Scully smiled at him with a twinkle in her eye. Mulder grinned. All right, I'll go. If I know you and your mom, I don't stand a chance. Scully reached up as he tilted his head down and kissed him softly on the lips. Good. Why don't you pick up the mess we made wrapping gifts while I go fix us some hot chocolate? Oh, hey, wait. Mulder grabbed the magic eight ball that Scully had given him as a gag gift. Let me consult the crystal ball about tomorrow. Mulder, hold on, Scully, he said with a grin. Let's see. Will Bill behave himself tomorrow, he asked, as she shook the ball. They both looked at the ball and then laughed when the words, don't count on it, appeared. Scully pulled herself up out of Mulder's arms and started for the kitchen. You take care of this mess and I'll be right back. Okay, he replied with a grin as he watched her disappear around the corner. Mulder quickly went to the closet in the bedroom, reached into one of his suit coat pockets, and retrieved a small, brightly wrapped package. He headed back to the front room, making sure Scully was still in the kitchen, before stuffing the box in between the cushions of the couch. Then he hurriedly picked up the paper, stuffed it in a discarded plastic bag, and placed their gifts on top of the coffee table. Mulder chuckled at the matching silk boxers and nightgown. They both had laughed as they unwrapped their gifts. He had given her a midnight blue gown, and she had given him a pair of midnight blue silk boxers. He was just settling back into the couch when Scully appeared. 
Scully handed Mulder a mug that was in danger of overflowing with tiny marshmallows, smiling and shaking her head when he looked up at her with the biggest smile. Oh, Scully, you know what I like. Mulder patted the couch between his legs and placed his hot chocolate on the coffee table as Scully leaned into him. He wrapped his arms around her, being careful of the mug she was holding. Leaning down, Mulder kissed her on the cheek. Um, Scully, I have another present for you. I was going to wait until tomorrow, but... Another present? I don't know, Mulder. That keychain was... Hey, that keychain is a collector's item and functional too. An M&M keychain with a flashlight? Just what I always wanted. Mulder chuckled softly as he reached between the cushions, pulled out the small package and held it out to her. He took the mug from her hands and placed it on the table. Mulder, what is it? The sweater and lingerie you gave me were more than enough. It's just a little something I picked up. Saw it and thought you might like it. She looked up at him with an arched eyebrow and a twinkle in her eye. Another keychain, Mulder? Scully, you wound me, Mulder smiled. Go ahead and open it. All right. She carefully peeled away the paper to reveal a small black velvet box. Her hands began to tremble as Mulder reached over and lifted the lid. She gasped. Mulder, do you like them? Oh, Mulder, yes, but you shouldn't have, she whispered. Try them on. Scully pulled out a velvet tray that held earrings in place. Mulder held his breath as she uncovered the hidden treasure. He hoped it had not been a mistake when her body began to shake within his embrace. Maybe it was too soon. Granted, they never discussed marriage before, but he knew in his heart and soul there was no one else for him. A twinge of fear and insecurity started creeping up his spine. Scully, he whispered in her ear. Mulder, she breathed. Mulder took the tiny diamond ring from the box. He hesitated, then slid it onto her finger. He cupped her damp cheek with the palm of his hand. She looked up with tear-filled eyes. Envisage. What? Imagine and visualize, Mulder smiled, and then said, I have loved you for so long, and we've been through so much in this one lifetime. I can't see myself with anyone but you. I love you so much, Scully. Will you spend the rest of my life with me? The tears continued to flow. Scully didn't know if she would be able to speak. She could see the fear and hope in Mulder's eyes, but mainly she could see love. She placed her hand above his heart. The poet's heart. My dreamer, she whispered. Yes, she said with a hitch in her voice. Mulder gathered her up in his arms and hugged her close until her body began to relax. She pulled back and reached up with a smile on her lips and kissed him. I can't see me spending the rest of my life with anyone else but you. Even with everything you and I have been through over the past seven years, I wouldn't change a single thing. I love you, Mulder, she whispered against his lips. They sat and watched the lights twinkling in the tree, taking comfort in each other's arms as the fire slowly died down. Hey, he said softly. It's almost ten. What do you say we call it a night? I suppose we should. We do have to get up early in the morning if we're going to get to Mom's by seven. Scully stood up and gathered her presents. Scully, how about modeling that Christmas present I got you? He asked with a grin. Only if you show me yours, she said, as she tossed the blue silk boxers to him. He jumped up smiling and chased her to the bedroom. Anytime, Agent Scully. Anytime. 
She laughed as Mulder closed the bedroom door. Christmas morning, 6 a.m. They awoke to find a winter wonderland. Snow covered the ground, rooftops, and trees. A crisp wind whipped around them as they began to load presents into the car. Have we got everything, Mulder asked, as he rubbed his hands up and down his arms in an effort to stay warm. I think so. You took the bag that was on the kitchen table, right? Yep. You ready to go then? Got your cell phone? Oh, and did you call your mom to let her know we were on our way? I have my phone. Do you have yours? And no, I thought I'd wait till we were on the road before I called her. Scully slid into the passenger seat and started buckling up as Mulder closed the door. Mulder slid in behind the steering wheel, started the car, turned the heater on. Then, with cold, stiff fingers, tried to buckle his seatbelt. Scully reached over and clicked it in place with a smile. Thanks. I guess I did forget something, he said with a sheepish grin. Gloves. Mulder was thankful there weren't many cars this early in the morning. Driving in heavy traffic with snow and ice was quite enough on a day-to-day basis when going to work. On mornings like this, when the traffic was light, he could enjoy a leisurely drive. They were making good time and expected to arrive at Maggie's by 6.45. Mulder was beginning to look forward to spending Christmas with the Scully family, even though there was sure to be tension with Bill lurking and scowling at every turn. A smile crept across his face when the sunlight caught the ring on Scully's finger. Oh boy, is Bill gonna love this. Yeah, Mom, we're about 20 minutes away. Do you need us to stop and pick up anything on the way? Okay, see you then. Scully ended the call and turned to see the smile plastered across Mulder's face. Care to share? Oh, I was just thinking about what Bill is going to say when he gets a look at the ring on your finger. The smile slowly turned into a grimace and his teeth began to worry his bottom lip. When Scully saw the look on Mulder's face, she lifted her hand from where it rested on his leg and brushed the back of her knuckles across his cheek. No, no, you don't, she cautioned. What's going on in that beautiful mind of yours, Mulder? Mulder glanced quickly at her, then turned his attention back to the road. Scully, I can't help thinking maybe it's not a good idea to wear your ring until at least we tell your mom about us. I don't want anything to spoil this day for you. I understand your concern, Mulder. Really, I do. But I'm going to wear this ring all day, and I don't intend to take it off. I love you, and I thought we settled this this morning. I thought I told you again how happy I am that we're getting married. I don't intend to hide this from anyone, least of all my family. Mulder grabbed her hand and brought it to his lips. All right, Scully, if you're sure. I am, absolutely. She smiled and jerked her hand away from his. Look out, she screamed, as a pickup truck swerved into their lane. Mulder grabbed the steering wheel and lightly tapped the brakes as he swerved to keep the truck from slamming into them. The young man driving the truck tried to steer back into his own lane, but it was too late. The sound of scraping metal, screeching tires, and Mulder screaming Scully's name echoed through their car. Mulder slowly opened his eyes with a moan, called out to Scully. His vision blurred. He tried to move. Reaching for her, he gasped when pain shot through his hand and sighed. He shut his eyes tightly and gritted his teeth. I'm all right, Mulder. Try not to move. Scully grabbed his hand and lightly squeezed his cold fingers. Mulder, can you hear me? She squeezed his hand. Yeah, what happened? Mulder's voice sounded strained as he tried to open his eyes again. We slid into a snowbank. The cars turned slightly up on its side. Mulder, where are you hurt? Scully tried to release Mulder's hand, but his fingers tightened around hers. 
Mulder, I've got to try to get my seatbelt loose. Mulder reluctantly let go. His vision was still a little fuzzy, but gradually the scene around him began to come into focus. His head throbbed, and a dull ache in his side still hampered his movements. After she was free of her restraints, with a bit of maneuvering, Scully was able to get a better look at Mulder's injuries. She quickly checked his pulse and respiration. Mulder's vital signs appeared to be within normal limits, especially considering what they had just been through. His face was pale and his eyes filled with pain. Mulder, you in a lot of pain. Where are you hurt? My head and side. It's not too bad. I'm sorry, Scully. Looks like I screwed up again. He managed to open his eyes and give her a sad smile. Scully shook her head and gently probed his side. Mulder gasped and flinched as she lightly felt the area around his ribs. Mulder, this was not your fault. If you continue to beat yourself up about it, I'll just let mom take care of it. She raised her eyebrow at him and he began to chuckle, then groaned in pain. Ah, oh, Scully, don't make me laugh. It hurts. Mulder's lips twisted into a painful smile. Well, it doesn't feel like you have any broken ribs. You'll have one hell of a bruise, though. You have a gash above your eye, but you don't seem to be suffering from a concussion. I want to have you checked out just to be sure. Scully's stern tone of voice told him it would be pointless to argue. All right, but not today. I don't want to spend another Christmas day in the hospital. Please, Scully, I promise to take it easy and then go to the hospital tomorrow if you think I need to. His voice was filled with pain, but his eyes spoke of Christmas's past and regret. Scully took a deep breath and sighed. Okay, Mulder, but you have to promise to tell me right away if you start seeing double or feel nauseated. Now, let's see if we can get this belt off and get you out of here. Mulder just shook his head and smiled. Scully unbuckled the restraints and then jumped when someone began to bang on the window. Hello, hey, you folks okay in there? The man yelled. He was a big man around 50, wearing a black Stetson, red plaid flannel shirt, black jeans, and a heavy fleece-lined corduroy jacket. Yes, Scully smiled reassuringly at Mulder and then turned to the man outside. Yes, but he's hurt and we need to get out of here. Can you open the door? The old man smiled and began to pull on the door. With a groan and harsh scrape of metal rubbing metal, the door opened. A gust of cold wind blew in, causing Mulder to shiver and moan. Hey, little lady, he don't look so good. Can I lend a hand gain him out? There was genuine concern in the stranger's voice. Thanks, I would appreciate your help. Scully answered the man, then turned back to Mulder. Come on, Mulder, it's time we got you out. Scully, you go ahead and get out. I think I can manage with this guy's help. All right. Scully backed up and slid out of the car with the old man's help. Be careful of his ribs, she warned. They're pretty sore. By the way, my name is Virgil Bryan, but you can just call me Bear. He chuckled when his eyebrows shut up. Don't ask. Long story. Scully smiled. I'm Dana Scully and this is Fox Mulder. It was her turn to laugh when Bear's eyebrows shot up in return. But you can just call us Mulder and Scully. Bear laughed and then turned back to Mulder. All right, Mulder, let's see if we can get you out of this here car without causing you too much pain. Just grab a hold of my hand and see if you can slide across. Mulder reached down, grabbed the man's hand, winced and stifled a groan. With a bit of maneuvering, Bear was able to get Mulder safely out and leaning against the car. Let's get you into my truck where it's warm. Then I'll see about getting your car back on the road. It doesn't look too bad. You just might be able to drive it out of here. The man put one arm around Mulder's waist as they walked back to his truck. Thanks, Bear. We appreciate your help. 
but we don't want to impose. We can call a tow truck. Mulder settled into the warm cab and leaned his head back against the rear window. Bear patted Mulder's leg and then helped Scully up into the cab next to Mulder. Now don't worry about it. You aren't imposing. Besides, I offered. It's Christmas Day, and I doubt you'll get anyone out here anytime soon. You'll probably freeze to death before any of those jerks decide to put down their fork long enough to help someone out. With that, he stepped back and closed the door. Mulder and Scully watched as Bear made his way to their car. He reached over the top of the car and then started rocking it until he had it upright again. He walked around the front and then back to the rear. He opened the door, reached in, and put the gear in neutral and then closed the door. He rubbed his hands together, walked back to the driver's side of the truck, opened the door, reached in and pulled a lever. You folks just sit tight. I'll have her out of here in no time. He said as he closed the door. Mulder and Scully watched with interest as Bear began to work. About 30 minutes later, Bear had their car upright out of the ditch and running. He opened the passenger door and helped Scully and Mulder back to their car. Bear, thank you so much for your help. I don't know what we would have done if you hadn't stopped to help. Scully reached down and shook his hand. Thank you. Bear blushed and then with a wide grin held out his hand to Mulder. You take care of your little lady now. She's a keeper, I would say. Yes, she is. A keeper for a lifetime. Thanks, Bear, for all your help. Merry Christmas. Mulder smiled as Bear closed the door and tipped his hat and waved. Merry Christmas. Y'all take care now, you hear? Bear walked through the snow back to his truck. They watched and waved as Bear headed up the road. Oh, damn it, Mulder. I didn't even think to call Mom. She's probably worried sick. Scully pulled her cell phone out and hit the speed dial. Mulder, are you sure you're really all right? We could just go back home. Mom would understand. Scully was hoping he'd want to go back to the apartment. Besides, right now, she wasn't sure she could handle Christmas with her family. I have a bit of a headache and my side still hurts, but I'll be all right to spend the day with you and your mom. Really, I want to go. Please? Scully sighed and nodded as Maggie answered the phone. Mom, no, Mom, we're all right. I'm sorry I didn't call before now. We were in an accident. No, Mom, everyone is okay. We're banged up a bit, but we'll be there in a little while. Yes, but he's going to need to rest, Mom. Mulder wants to. He insists. Scully rolled her eyes at Mulder's little grin, and then her eyebrows shot up. What's that son of a bitch done now? Where is she? I'll go get her, Bill ranted in the background. What, Scully, is everything all right? Mulder placed a hand on her knee. What's going on? Mom, if he starts the minute we walk in the door, so help me, I will pull my gun and shoot him. He better make up his mind now. Either he cans it or we do not come. It's his choice. Scully smiled and kissed Mulder on the cheek. All right, Mom, we'll be there in a few. I know, Mom, we'll be careful. Scully hit the end button and stuffed the phone back into her pocket. What was that all about? What did Bill have to say? As if I don't already know. Mulder laid his head back against the headrest, closed his eyes and huffed angrily. Mulder, Scully waited until he opened his eyes. As usual, Bill's being a horse's ass. Nothing new. Listen, I love you. And I want to go and show off my beautiful Christmas present. I want to show off my new fiance as well. What do you say, partner? Bill would have a heart attack for sure if you paraded around that skimpy little nightgown. Mulder. With an exaggerated leer, Mulder leaned over and kissed her. Scully moaned softly into his mouth as his tongue worked its magic. When they came up for air, Mulder smiled smugly. Bring it on, Scully. Scully. 
If you like this story and would like to contribute, you can do so by going to our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash audio fanfic pod. As a patron, you are granted early access to one new story of your choosing per month. Thank you for listening. And remember, the stories are out there.